This is Advice for Life with Lynn, Season 2, Episode 6. Today's issue, Finding Your Life's Purpose. And, and here's what I found out, Lynn. When you find your purpose and then you evolve, normally your mate is on a similar path. And this is what makes you so equal. It's so, you become one. Or if you're with a mate who is not on the same path, that's a sign that you're, you're put, not on the same path. You're putting the two different... <laughs> that don't mean I don't love you. Right. But it's very little you can do to help me fulfill my purpose. Right. Because a mate, I think, in my opinion, you find fulfillment in life through your mate because your mate helps you find the things that's important to you as a person. Right. And the to feel the purpose. That's exactly right. Right. And maybe if that person isn't doing it, maybe it's time for a little cleanup. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> Seriously. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everyone. It's one of life's mysteries. Why are we here? You may have asked yourself that question at some point in your life. You may have said, is this all there is? I have a friend who grew up with a drug-addicted mom, and the other day she said to me, I wonder if I grew up in a different family with different parents, if I would be as screwed up as I am today, which I thought was a great question, which I think she'd still be screwed up because we all are. Anyway, so like many of us, my friend is working really hard on her issues, and she's still struggling to find the meaning of her own life, and she's in her 50s. We can all relate on some level. Many of us get caught up in the day-to-day surviving, and we forget there's a reason we're here. Today's guest, Elgin Davis, has written a book on how to overcome our past and how to discover our own life's purpose. Time for Lynn's confession. Top three things in my mind today. Number one, part of me is a little worried that if I find and complete my life's purpose, then I'll die. Because I hear like, once you're done... Once you've done your mission, you're leaving. Number two, I've met some people in my life who say they've had the perfect childhood, and I want to slap them. Like, is that real? They say it is. Good for them. And number three, uh, thing on my mind, this is the first time I've recorded this podcast by myself without my audio engineer and producer, and I'm super nervous. I hope it works. Are we recording? Yeah, I think so. Background check. The background on today's guest. Elgin Davis is a former NFL running back with the New England Patriots. He grew up very poor in a poor neighborhood in Jacksonville, Florida. His father was an alcoholic and his mom worked really hard. There was addiction and there was poverty, but he always had a dream, a dream of playing professional football. He was very talented and he broke school records at the University of Central Florida. He was so good that he and another guy were the first UCF football players to be drafted into the NFL. Wow. And Elgin went on to play for the New England Patriots. Playing for the NFL was a lifelong dream. But then he got really hurt, seriously hurt, because, you know, football's football's dangerous. He had a choice. Use cortisone to numb the pain and hurry up and get back on the field or lose his place to another player. Fear. That'll get you. 
He went on to use the cortisone, but he had already damaged his body. You know, and you push yourself so hard. And his football career came to an early end. Then another tragedy. His best friend, former Patriots teammate Daryl Usher, was shot and killed. Elgin's first daughter was born when he learned his best friend was dead. How's that for timing? From there, Elgin went downward, depressed, started to abuse alcohol. But somehow, he rebuilt his life. He overcame adversity, found new meaning, because, you know, no longer was he playing football. He overcame adversity just like he did with poverty and abuse as a child. And while doing that this time, he discovered his true purpose in life. And Elgin is here today to help us learn how we can discover our own purpose. Welcome, Elgin. Thank you, Lynn. I'm very honored to be on your show. Thank you for coming. Okay, so I have your book in my hand here. It's a great black and white picture here on the front. Why did you title your memoir, Why Did It Happen to Me? Uh, Well, I think it's a question that we all, at some point of our life, we want to know why did it happen. And I think growing up, not really understanding my full value as a person, not really understanding who I, I am as a person, these are these are questions that came to mind because I just didn't understand, you know, when you work hard and you do the best that you can do, why good things just didn't come about. But I had to learn patience. It didn't mean that it wasn't going to come. It was in the process. And so for me, I had to understand the process of success. It has a beginning and has an end. It's like any pregnancy. You know, it has a nine-month period in terms of the pregnancy, but sometimes our goals have a longer process depending on the depth of your purpose. Normally, the bigger the purpose, the more it takes to develop who you are as a person, and now you're ready to be delivered. So we go through a process of a pregnancy, if you will, and if we go through the right nutritional values of that pregnancy, we would have a healthy child. Well, we also can have a healthy purpose. So you're saying the bigger the purpose you feel like, the longer it's going to take you to get there. Yes. So be patient if yes. you're at a certain age and yes. you're like, why the hell isn't this happening? Yes, oh, absolutely. And that can be a turning point because sometimes... Lynn, we can be so close but look like we're so far away and we're easily deterred by people, the wrong people in our circle. We may have a desire that has not um, presented itself because it's all about opportunity. But as long as we prepare ourselves at some point in life, that opportunity with preparation, when it meets, boom, it's like an explosion. And that's the moment that we've been waiting for. How do you prepare yourself? Well, it starts with you. It starts with a health. It's like a balanced diet. You have to definitely have uh, the right gifts. And we're all born with that. And it's our job to develop that gift that now we can use that gift to serve on a higher level. So A, that we have to develop our gift. We have to discover what it is. You know, I, I talked to some of my friends and they just were in, they was in the shower singing and they, wow, I can really sing. They discovered their gifts in the strangest places and ways. But your gift will always find a way to surface somehow, some way. So we have to discover what I get this. Then it's our job to manage that gift, to nurture that gift, to develop that gift. And the best way we have to do that is through education. So anyone that has a gift, yes, 
that gift is like a child. It, it has to be nurtured. It has to grow. And the best way we do that is through education. So, gift and education. And the third thing that I think we have to have, we must have some type of spiritual base. Whatever religion or spiritual base you choose, that's between you and your creator. But whatever it is, it should show some signs of growth. In other words, we can't be the same person <laughs> when we start as when we finish. And so because if not, we're not growing. We can't see. We can't measure the growth. So spirituality has some form in our success. And so I believe that purpose brought us into existence, point blank, because the world is in need of something. And what is the need of is the gift that's in you. But the world can never get the gift if you don't develop it, if you're not responsible for it. And so what we have to do is understand that we are special, all of us. But when we lose our divinity, when we lose the thing that makes us so great, then we can be compromised. Mm -hmm. And so my, my role and my, my gift is to share with others the beauty of life. And when you find life, there is no death. You know, what makes Michael Jordan live forever, live forever? He developed his gift so much that even though he's not playing, what he did with this gift can never be forgotten. And any great person, whether it's in science, whether it's in sports, or whether it's in journalism, mm -hmm. you, you would never forget them. And so you're saying the gift is actually deeper than what you're doing. Yes. The gift, the gift is eternal. Mm -hmm. Now, what you do with the gift is, is certainly not eternal. But, you know, pouring out yourself, this, this is the keys of immortality. The keys of immortality is that when you read, if you are a religious-based person, when you lead, read about the work of Jesus or Moses, or a, these people... And prophets and saints will never die. This has been 2,000 years, but we still refer to them today. Your legacy. Because they're still alive. Mm -hmm. Because what they were born to do, they did. They died on what they were born to do. Well, Elgin, I'm not Jesus, nor am I Moses, nor am I Elgin. And I think a lot of people listening feel the same way. Mm -hmm. So how... it? I get you. You're supposed to find your gift. Right. How do you find your gift? What if you're not singing in the shower and go, or what if you hear yourself singing and go, I'm pretty good, yeah. but there's 3 billion other people who are better well, than me. Sometimes your gift finds you. You don't have to go look for it. It's right inside yourself. You don't have to walk 10 miles. You don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to go on a journey around the world to find who you are. Who you are is right where you stand. Who you are and your gift is right there. You were born with it. So how do you know what it is? Well, normally the things that bring you the most joy in doing okay. is normally what you are born to do. Because it's hard to dedicate yourself to something that you don't like. That's true. But, but when you love it, it's easy to submit to it when you love it. So focus on the things that you love. Yes. And that's a natural Absolute, path. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love becomes, love becomes the path that we must seek. And that's the same thing we look for in a companion. That's the same thing we look for in a career. That's the same thing we look for in a house, a car, clothes, 
Oh, I love these shoes. I love shopping and I love eating. <laughs> there's my passion. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some there's something there. Yeah. Okay. So when you were, I want to go back a little bit. Okay. So when you were young, I love this in your book. You wrote on the back of your bedroom door, "Chicago Bears, here I come." Right. Okay. And in your senior yearbook, you also quoted playing professional football as a lifelong ambition. So right. looking back. Can you see, Elgin, how you manifested a professional football career? I mean, you were young writing oh, on your door. Man. But you know what, Lynn? Gail Sears, he was the catalyst, you know. Gail was a um, running back for the Chicago Bears, mm -hmm. and he had a roommate whose name is Gail Sears. I mean, Brian Piccolo, pardon me. And I was so touched by that movie as a little child. I, I never forget. I cried so hard. And I said, one day I want to be just like him. And when I wrote those words, Chicago Bears, here I come, that was the last thing I saw every night for 15 years of my life. I mean, it was embedded in me. And when I met Gil in 85, I told him about this experience and what he did in terms of inspiring me. And I wore his number, uh, number 40. But you know, man, in truth, as I grew and I understood that I don't think I was ever born just to play football, mm -hmm. to catch it, to kick it, to, you know, to throw it. It's just a ball. It's just a ball. But the love for competition, the love of brotherhood, the love of teamwork, teamwork yeah. the love of being accountable, the love of being inspired to overcome, the love. See, the love had to be packaged in something. Mm -hmm. The package was just football. Mm -hmm. So when I lost my career and I started to tumble down, I lost focus on what the real purpose. It was never football in the, in the beginning. What was the purpose then? The, 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 well, the tools were wrapped up in the game, but I allowed the game to keep the tools. So when the game left, I didn't have vision anymore. Mm. I didn't have focus anymore. Because you thought you were football. Yes. Uh -huh. So when I found out it wasn't about football, now I had to go reclaim all those things I let that game keep. So as I began to get up on my feet again, I went back and said, excuse me. That discipline, it belongs to me. Right. You know what? That focus belongs to me. And when I was able to recapture all of the principles that makes us so iconic in terms of the game, I just had to find a new playing field. Well, I think a lot of people can relate to when if you, if you identify with, for example, your career or your job and you're fired. Right. Or if you identify with your marriage and you divorce if you right. lose your house let's say it right. catches fire if you right. I, if we get attached to things like right. attached to i am a football player i right. am a wife i right. am my house right there's the pain so you're saying when like in you know some of your darkest hours right. you lost your career you lost your friend right. go back to what's inside of you that started that love because that's it's exactly not right. about like you said the package right. i like how you right. worded it exactly so the, it's the love of the game that made me grow. It made me perfect the game. Perfection has to do with your depth of love. Courage has to do with your love. You know, I see sometimes accidents and I've seen on TV 
where a car was burning and maybe a child was still in the car and that mother fought, fought against flames or picked up that car and they said, wow, you are courageous. No, it's your love. So sometimes, sometimes it's, it's, it, the love is at the root of every good thing that you do. Because if you didn't love, you wouldn't challenge the flames. If you didn't love, you wouldn't go the extra mile. If you didn't love the subject that you were studying, you wouldn't study two, three o'clock in the morning to, to pass that class. So when you have a love for something, see, life is love and love is life. And when you love more, you will serve more. You will see things in a different way. And now all that's inside of us. We have it in our ability to do that. And you know, if you love it enough, money will come. The service that you give and the appreciation for the, the growth of your talent, your experience, it should never be based on money. What you do in life should be based on your purpose. And your purpose is what brings you wealth. And that's when they say, always do what you love. And then the money will come. It will come. I want to go back a little bit to your childhood and I want people to appreciate where you, you came from. I know a lot of people already know you, know your story, but, um, I, you know, I mean, you grew up, when we say dirt poor, yeah. you were dirt poor. It was, I, was I love boring. the scene when you write in the book, when your mom, your mom was so clever when she didn't have any conditioner in the house <laughs> and you said she uh, went to the kitchen and got last night's dinner at yeah. grease from the, the chicken and put it in your hair yeah. and you had great hair yeah. the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was, she was genius. Yeah. So like, how did that, somebody may say, Oh, yeah. poor Elgin. Yeah. He didn't have anything. Yeah. But how did that actually, that quote adversity yeah. help motivate you? Cause you didn't know better. Oh no, I didn't know any better. I didn't see anything wrong with now it. Now you're driving just, a fancy just, car, yeah. you got fancy glasses. Yes. Like, but how did that get you to where you are today? Oh man, it was a preparation. It was, it was, see, if you can love things that's small and you can love when you don't have then it's easy to love when you have things. See, you know, right. it's, it's for, for us as a family, we always had a strong spiritual base. We made something out of nothing and we had so much love in our home. And my father, even though he had his issues like a lot of fathers do, I loved him so much, Lynn. And him and my mom split when I was a little boy, but he never stopped being a dad. Mm. And he used to tell me, son, I love you so much. You can do anything that you want. And I, you know what? I happen to, powerful I, but I happen to, be, I happen to believe him. That's the influence that he had on my life. And I never wanted to let him down, my mom down. And for them to see their little, their little boy grow and, you know, win awards and become good at what he did. I can't imagine the joy it must have brought them, but yeah, mama put that chicken grease and, and I went to school the next day and all of the kids in school were sniffing, talking about, <laughs> I smell chicken. <laughs> and did you say anything? No. Good, smart. <laughs> it's, and you had great hair. We had to think about it. 
I just don't know. Somebody else's mama could have put chicken in somebody else's hair too, because That's we were right. all poor. Right. <laughs> we were all poor. Well, if they had thought of it, that yeah. maybe they would have. And now today, yeah. how do you look at conditioner? <laughs> Are you like, well, man? Thank, thank God I don't have to use chicken grease anymore. <laughs> but if you had to, you would. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a root and, and that's the thing about it. If, if you have a, if you have a base and when times get tough and, and believe me, there's adversity on the level. I don't care what level you're in life. You have adversity. Adversity is adversity. You're just at a different level experiencing Whether the same thing. Whether you're rich or poor. Exactly. Right. Everybody's got their problems. Exactly. And God knows I've, I've had it today. I had it yesterday and will have it. But the thing about it, I know where to go to now. I, I have to go within myself. Mm. I have to go within the core beliefs. It's like the ABCs of life. You know... And in journalism and in writing, there there's there's vowels, there's consonants. You, you you can never grow beyond that base. It's the same thing in life. Sometimes you gotta go back home, wherever that is in your heart, and you have to close the door, and you have to go back to where it all started. You have to regroup, and you have to stand back up again, right where you are. So take me to you know exactly what you're talking about when you were so your best friend is murdered your oldest daughter is also born yes you know you you don't have an NFL career anymore yeah, yeah. did you know did the despair of death and overshadow the joy like and how did you dig yourself out from that hole well uh, let me explain the situation first Daryl Usher uh, my best friend I love him. And his situation coming up as a young man was just like mine. Mm-hmm. The only difference was he was in Inglewood, California, and I was in Jacksonville. But somehow fate found us at the same place at the same time with the New England Patriots. And that was just my boy. We kicked it. We bought our first cars together. We went on oh. dates together. He was my roommate on the road together. That's my brother. I love uh-huh. him. And uh we're both free agents. And he went to one team and I went to another team. And at the time my wife was pregnant and he was always wanting to know well, how's mama doing? He called her mama. How's mama doing? And at the time, um Right up to the time that uh, Angelica was born, I was in the delivery room, and I had a beautiful, healthy baby girl. And Angelica was in my arms, and and uh, the phone rang, and I had her in one arm, and I picked up the telephone oh in the other arm. And my aunt said to me, son, um, I want you to know this for anybody else. No, Daryl just got shot and killed. Man, to have life in one hand mm-hmm. and receive death in the other mm-hmm. It was it was just mixed emotion, and it threw me off my horse because Daryl and I had made plans to get old together. We we made plans to move our moms next to us and open businesses together. We wanted to serve the community together. Mm. We wanted to have uh, be each other's kids, uh, goddads, and fish. And we talked about getting our boats together. We planned a life as friends. And when Daryl was shot, it seemed like all of those things that, you know, we talked about doing was just suddenly just, you know, over. I bet you were really pissed. Oh, absolutely. A- absolutely. A brilliant, a beautiful guy. If you would have met Daryl Lynn, you would have loved him so much. He was such a beautiful. And everybody that ever knew him, he had that type of effect. So how did you get out of the... 
natural depression how did you get out of a funk oh, how did you man. pull yourself up it was hard you know it was and i still you know some days uh the people that i miss the most um my my, my dad my grandmother and daryl and some days i have a moment you know I'm, I, it's a, a a very sensitive side of me and sometimes i think about life i look at my journey and where i'm at I just, I shed a tear, you know, mm -hmm. because I miss them, you know. So you cry and it's a okay to cry. A absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not crying necessarily because I'm sad because I feel that they did the best that they can do with their lives. Mm -hmm. And the best that they did was so great because look at what it did for me. Look how it affected me. So through me, I'm able to make a part of them continue to live and grow. And I, I hope I'm, I'm making them proud and, but I'm like the last soldier standing, you know. And so my desire is is to share what real team is teamwork and teamship is about. Sacrifice is about. You cry because you miss them. Absolutely. And you're human. I, I, I miss them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually you pulled yourself out. I pulled, my, I pulled myself out and uh, I reached out to Daryl's family, his grieving mom. But that helped. Yes, 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 Comforting yes. somebody else comforts you. E each other, yeah. Right. And so, you know, throughout throughout time, you know, I look back at those days and I just smile because, you know, I was blessed to know Daryl for the short time that I did. And just like Gail Sears, who lost Brian Piccolo, I lost. I lost uh, Daryl Usher. And my hopes one day is that the world will be able to see our relationship through the picture uh, screen like they did Brian and Gail because it's it's two stories that's parallel to one another, and I pray with hard work that I'm, and I'm gonna keep on fighting because this this story has to be told and people need to know about it, and I think that what Gail Sears and his relationship with Brian Piccolo was all about it, it's it it gave me an understanding through his story and it helped me. To deal with Daryl's mm -hmm. uh, lost. Elgin, what is your life's purpose? Well, you know, sometimes I I am not sure in terms of what direction. So sometimes we can have multiple things. I thought that you we were going to like rattle off like three things. You do you know? Do you know well, your purpose? Well, I, I think my purpose is a to develop and be the best me that I can be. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's no doubt about that. And share that with my children, that these principles can continue to go on. And that as it goes on with my children's life, they can do, do more to serve their community. So, A, you know, I have a responsibility to be the best me. Secondly, I have a, a, a responsibility for my community and those that, uh, that desire to, to find their path. And my, my job, I feel what I do best is get putting my spirit in you, firing you up. Giving. All these things are very selfless. Yeah. Well, you know, life is meant to be self. Look how much life gives to us. Mm -hmm. You know, the, <laughs> the fruit that drops off the tree, you know, the breeze that blows through our hair, the, the seasons that serve us. You know, life was never designed to be selfish, you know? So for me, um, I'm discovering more and more every, it's like it evolves. 
And we evolve. Exactly. So, so one of my questions you already answered. It we it is possible that we have more than one purpose in life as, because we evolve as yeah. people. Well, look at it like this: your purpose have different stages, mm -hmm. and as you grow, it looks like it's different, but it's the same purpose on a different level. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it, it, I get it, you. It's on a different level because we can't stay as we are. The, the, any purpose that you have, because that means your purpose will be enslaving. Mm. That means your purpose will keep you only in that circle. True purpose frees you. True purpose points your path this way, not that way. True purpose puts you where you're supposed to be. It lets you know what you're supposed to do. It tells you who to stay away from, who to bring in. Purpose is, is the guide that guides you into this, into this life that we have. So I think this is why it's, so, it's important. You know? and, and here's what I found out, Lynn. When you find your purpose... And then you evolve, normally your mate is on a similar path. Mm -hmm. And this is what makes you so equal. It's so, you become one. Or if you're with a mate who is not on the same path, that's a sign that you're, you're put, not on the same path. You're putting the two different. <laughs> I don't mean I don't love you. Right. But it's very little you can do to help me fulfill my purpose. Right. Because a mate, I think, in my opinion, you find fulfillment in life through your mate because your mate helps you find the things that's important to you as a person right. and the to feel the per you. that's mm -hmm. exactly right. Right. And maybe if that person isn't doing it, it's time for a little cleanup. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so just to recap, to help us find our purpose, you're saying do three things. Discover your gift, which mm -hmm. in Elgin's words, I would it finding do what you love. And that will guide you. Mm -hmm. Number two, educate yourself mm -hmm. on that gift. Right. And then number three, go to spirituality inside yeah. to right. grow it. That's exactly right. Because if you develop a gift and you don't have morality to guide the gift, mm -hmm. then I can be a great lawyer, but I can be a criminal. Mm. I can be a great doctor, but I can be an immoral doctor. And what's wrong I, with that? I mean, I know what's wrong with that, but what, <laughs> in your opinion, what's wrong with being immoral? Because when it's not moral, society suffers. Yeah. And and it erodes and society decays. And and the gift doesn't <laughs> doesn't give to you the fruit that That's right. you get more when you yeah. get more. You ever seen a headlight that gets dingy? It doesn't yes. it, it, you, you can't see as far anymore. Mm. Accidents are prone to happen when you're supposed to have light, but when your light is dim, then who can see? Nobody can see you and you can't really see anybody else because immorality becomes it comes like a, a shield. It blinds you because of your love for other things and not your true purpose anymore. Purpose has no base for money. Money will come as you love the purpose. But most people I want to become a football player because I want to be rich. And oh, famous really? these days. Yeah. yeah. Everything's about being famous. But, but, a, but why show. do you want to be famous? Yeah. What, what does, what is it feeding in you that indicates that there's something going on that's wrong? You know, where's the imbalance here at? How, how long can you keep covering that up? So most of the wealthiest people I know are the most miserable because money, money is not the medicine for happiness. So if you if your purpose is I want to make a ton of money, that's yeah. danger. Look yeah. beneath that and ask yeah. yourself, 
what is it you really yeah. want to do? Yeah. What is it you really love? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you don't love money. Maybe yeah. you love the freedom of yeah. money. Maybe. Exactly. Well, the freedom, you know, you, we, we, we all need money to live, no doubt. Okay. But to what extent are you willing to go through this immoral to get it? Are you going to rob a bank? Are you going to, you know, steal? You're going to break in someone's house to take someone who worked so hard to get these things and now you're just going to take it because you were too lazy? You didn't have the character. You didn't have the discipline. You didn't have the principles to get it the right way. So somebody got to say, hey, no, you, you, you can't do it that way. Robbing is so stupid. Everybody's got a camera these days. That's a whole other podcast. I'm like, hello, we see your face. But yeah, I mean, that's an extreme. Or, you know, are you going to neglect your family, family? Yes. to reach success and get money? That's or right. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. Okay. Are so you going are, are you going to be an owner of teams and you're going to shoot people up with mm -hmm. medicine and cortisone so you can make millions at the expense of other people's? I mean, it's on all levels. Corporate greed. From just hood greed, it don't make a difference. So this is why this is why the spiritual presence that I mentioned in step number three is so important, because we got to have that balance, and 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 that's the key. Most times when people fall, no person fall if they maintain their balance. But what made you fall spiritually, mentally, emotionally? Mm -hmm. you no, know, you know when a person fall, that means that they lost balance. So discover your gift, number one, educate yourself, educate yourself and find your spirituality and your purpose. That's right. So Elgin, what is your best advice for life for finding your true purpose? If you could say it in a sentence. I would say believe, believe in your destiny, believe in your creation. Okay. Believe because you're no mistake and you're brilliant just the way that you are. There's a reason you're here. That's, that's exactly right. Perfect. All right. Before we let you go, Elgin, we're going to do Lynn's Fab Five, where I get to ask you five random questions. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. This just helps us get to know you better, and it's fun. Okay. okay, okay. All right. Number one, who is your favorite NFL team? Oh, the New England Patriots. Devotion to its core. Yeah. Two, what was the last song you sang to out loud? Oh, my gosh. James Brown. I'm bad and I'm super bad. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I got soul. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite movie of all time? Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Shram. Jenny, I really miss Mama. <laughs> That's pretty good. You got Tom yeah. Hanks down. That's him, baby. I love it. And also, I got to give like a, I got to give some shouts out to the original Terminator too, man. That thing was something else. That was badass. Yeah. <laughs> Dessert or steak? Dessert? Dessert or steak? Oh. Oh, I like it sweet. You like it sweet? <laughs> I like it sweet. What is the one word you hope your daughters, you have two beautiful daughters, uh, what is the one word you, you hope your daughters use to describe you? Uh, humility. Humility. All day long. Yeah, no doubt about that. You're definitely humble. Yeah, that's my, that's my daddy. That's going to say that's my daddy. Thank you so much for coming on. And by the way, you should take off those glasses. You got a beautiful face. Oh, you know what? Yeah. yeah thank Don't you, you so much. You know, you're it's making like, me blush. Y'all, she's making me blush. Aww. No, seriously. Are those prescription? Well. And you, you look like you're 30. You know what? 25. You, you know what? You just too awesome. 
I'm wearing Elgin's glasses. How do I look? <laughs> I look cool. All of a sudden, I've got coolness. Yes, she does. <laughs> These are great. No, seriously, Elgin, you yes. don't age. Oh, thank it's you so sick. much, sweetie. It's so always the guys who don't age. Probably don't you even use beautiful. eye cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you have an upcoming book we've got to talk about. Yeah. You're working on a book called... Yes. The Power of Purpose. We'll look for The Power of Purpose coming out soon. Yeah, the power so you better get that done. Absolutely. You're not done writing no, it. No, 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 no. It's almost there. I'm forming it. I'm shaping it. Okay. I'm putting personality to it and developing the character. So, you know, hopefully soon we'll have it out. You will. Yeah. Thank you so much, Elgin, for coming on. If you want to get in contact with Elgin, go to his website. It's got everything you need to know there, elgindavis.com. He's also all over social media. Just type in his name, E-L-G-I-N, Davis, D-A-V-I-S. Thank you so much, Elgin. You're awesome. Oh, my God. I think it worked. I think I recorded. Yay! A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.